Welcome to Crowning Moments on the Charlotte FC podcast. I'm your host, Nick Finelli, and it's Wednesday, March 15th. As always, Crowning Moments episodes are recorded in both Spanish and English. This week, we hear from Tonio about the Atlanta United match and their consistency against Charlotte FC in their 3-0 win, as well as looking forward to the Orlando City match and how the crown can put it together. To listen in English, go to 7 minutes 13 seconds. All right, hola, Tonio. Hola, Nick. ¿Cómo estás? Un gusto estar contigo otra vez coronando los momentos de la semana. Eh, otra derrota difícil de digerir, ¿no? El equipo debe corregir muchas cosas, tanto en lo individual como en lo colectivo y en lo táctico. Lo bueno que el fútbol te da estas revanchas rápido y se tienen que preparar ya para una nada fácil visita a Orlando este fin de semana. Yo iniciaría coronando mis momentos, eh, empezando con la afición, ¿no? El tifo para Anton Walks fue un gesto creo que muy bonito. Otra vez la fanaticada barrotando el Bank of America Stadium con la mayor asistencia en la semana en Major League Soccer con 31 mil espectadores. Es, es increíble. Creo que esta afición merece mayor premio que los cero puntos que lleva el equipo. Pero bueno, hablando de fútbol, yo, yo quisiera seguir coronando a Camille Josviak, ¿no? Para mí es el jugador que más consistencia ha tenido en esos primeros tres partidos. Sé que los números de Camille quizás no reflejan su desempeño, pero es al que yo veo con más buenos momentos, queriendo llevar la pelota a última zona, conectando, progresando al último tercio, muy activo, recuperando balones, pero claro, no se puede señalar solamente a, a un jugador para que este equipo empiece a tener éxito. Uh, Christian Latanzio habló sobre ver mejoras y que los jugadores entienden lo que están tratando de hacer, pero la calidad que ven en el entrenamiento no se está tra traduciendo en el campo durante el partido. ¿Qué necesita el club en este momento? Sí, yo creo que para la afición es complicado ver un buen desempeño, un buen rendimiento cuando no te acompañan los resultados. Y claro que entre semana, pues solamente ellos saben lo que están haciendo bien, lo que están haciendo mal en los entrenamientos. Yo creo que Charlotte necesita regresar a sus bases, ¿no? A lo que te funcionó a finales del año pasado, a volver a poner a tus jugadores en las posiciones más naturales para ellos y en donde creo que pueden impactar el juego de mejor manera. Si bien no se ha perdido solo porque Brónico juega de lateral izquierdo o Carol de extremo derecho, creo que usándolos en sus posiciones más naturales sacarías mejor provecho de ellos. No, no hay que desesperarse, eh, no hay que quedarse tampoco sin ideas durante el partido y tirar centros solo porque sí, como dije Queda mucha temporada, pero debes mostrarlo ya en resultados lo antes posible para cortar esta mala racha. Un partido como visitante y menos presión de la afición local ayudarán a Charlotte FC esta semana contra Orlando FC. Mira, no, no creo que la afición local le meta presión al equipo cuando juega aquí en el Banco of America. ¿no? Y Latancio lo decía muy bien que los jugadores deben contagiar esa buena energía a los fans y no al revés, ¿no? Porque el jugador no se puede nutrir del aficionado, sino que el jugador tiene que contagiar esa buena energía a la fanaticada y crear una buena atmósfera de partido. Jugar en Orlando no es sencillo. Eh, lo bueno que a estas alturas del año no hay tanta humedad allá en la Florida, pero bueno, ellos que quizás vengan un poco fatigados por haber jugado Conca Champions contra Tigres, eh, pero el equipo creo que debe mostrar 
madurez como visitante. El año pasado solo conseguimos 11 puntos jugando fuera de casa y eso tiene que cambiar si de verdad quieres ser relevante y pensar en playoffs esta temporada. Eh, los partidos siguientes tampoco son nada sencillos después de Orlando. Recibes a Red Bull y luego viajas a Toronto. Así que sacar puntos de visitante va a ser muy bueno para la confianza. Desglose de lo que debemos buscar en el afrontamiento para saber que la corona esté en su juego. ¿Dónde comienza esto? ¿Alineaciones? ¿Formaciones? Mentalmente, pequeñas cosas a tener en cuenta. Sí, antes que nada creo que debemos ver el nivel de confianza que tengan los jugadores. ¿no? Después de tres derrotas tienes que levantarlos anímicamente. Segundo, la alineación es fundamental para tener un buen funcionamiento. Tú como entrenador quieres poner a tus jugadores en las mejores posiciones para tener éxito, como ya lo dije. ¿no? La ejecución para mí también es clave. No equivocar pases en la salida porque ahí no se han hecho mucho daño cuando estás en transición y luego te toman mal parado atrás. Ahí ya el entrenador creo que no tiene nada que ver con la buena o mala ejecución del jugador, ¿no? La estructura y formación creo que funciona. Simplemente debes tener distintos mecanismos para hacerle daño a tu rival. Encontrar diferentes alternativas, no solo en cambios de hombre por hombre, sino en mecanismos de juego para llegar a, al último tercio, ¿no? Tú como entrenador debes saber también modificar sobre la marcha, tener quizás un plan B, ajustar al medio tiempo y darle estas herramientas suficientes a los jugadores para resolver un partido cuando las cosas se traban y se complican en, en la cancha, ¿no? Y también quiero ver mejores sociedades dentro del campo entre los jugadores, que Swiderski y Enzo se combinen más, que los polacos se busquen más seguido. Eh, por eso es que para mí, Carol jugando de 10 atrás de Enzo, creo que vincula, conecta mucho mejor con todos los jugadores al frente, más que cuando lo pones aislado a una banda, ¿no? Y, y esa atención a los detalles que decías, minimizar los errores en la salida, pelear todas las segundas pelotas. Quiero ver que cuando se pierde el balón, todos vayan a recuperarlo de vuelta. Así probablemente estaremos un poco más cerca de un buen desempeño y de un buen resultado en, en Orlando. Asombrosa, como siempre. Muchas gracias, Toño. Gracias, Nick. Nos vemos la siguiente semana acá en Crowning Moments, esperando ya la, la primera victoria del equipo en esta temporada y tener más Crowning Moments que celebrar. Puedo escuchar los comentarios de Toño en vivo durante cada partido en 106.1 FM en Charlotte, así como Mileame en Raleigh y Sigalo en Twitter at Ramos019. Hasta la próxima vez, esto ha sido Momentos Comunantes de Podcast de Charlotte FC. Well, welcome to another crowning moment, Tonyo. How are you? Hey, Nick. Tough loss again with uh, your top rival. Not the first three results we were expecting. Uh, you know, ton of things to correct and get better. It's a long season. And I know I said that last week, but you need to start building a positive momentum as soon as possible. One good thing is, you know, soccer gives you a second chance every weekend. And now for week four, we have an interesting challenge in, in Orlando. Definitely. They've done some things we'll talk about um, later in the podcast, how they have kind of beefed up their roster. But um, let's just, you know, 
We like to talk about crowning moments on this podcast. Were there any? What did we learn about this Charlotte SC squad this past Saturday against Atlanta United? Yeah, I know it's kind of tough to find a lot of crowning moments, but I will start crowning this, you know, top moment of the week with our amazing fan base. You know, what, what a beautiful Anton Walk Stifo we saw another week leading MLS in attendance, packing Bank of America. You know, these fans deserve more good moments to cheer. And But talking about football, uh, I want to keep crowning Camille Josbiak's performance. You know, in these first three games, I think he has been the most consistent player, in my opinion. Probably numbers and stats don't show it that way, but uh, I see a, a player that's constantly trying to take the ball to the last third. You know, he is focused, he's concentrated, he's helping on defensive duties. Uh, of course, we can't point just at him. We need a collective effort to get things right and build a positive momentum as soon as possible this weekend in Orlando. All right. Well, talking after the match the other day, Christian Lantanzio talked about seeing improvement. Um, he felt like the players understood what they were trying to do as a club. But he clearly said that the quality that they see in training is not translating to the pitch during the match. Whatever it is, they look good in training, but in the match, it's just not coming out. Yes. What does this club need to do right now? No, I, I know it's, it's hard for the fans just to see a good performance w when the results are not going your way, right? And um, I think we need to go back to our basics. Um with what worked for you in the last games of last season, you know, put your best players in their natural positions and where they can be, you know, have a bigger impact on the game. Let, and let's be clear, we have not lost the game because Bronico is playing left back or Carol is playing winger. You know, it's a collective issue, not just those decisions or the starting 11. But having said that, I think we can perform better, better as a unit if those players are in their more natural positions and have a bigger influence to the game. Uh, you know, we don't have to hit the panic button just yet. Uh, I know, again, I said that last week, but I think it's it's time to get things right and not only show a good performance or show a good practice during the week, but get some points away and, you know, break this losing streak. Yeah, we were 0-3 last year. Um going into our fourth match against uh, the Revolution. So we'll see if if that brings us any magic again. All right. So looking ahead at the road match, a lot less pressure, not being in front of the home crowd. That's often talked about as they want to do for the crowd. They want to, and they may push themselves more, but that also might keep them from doing things. So we'll be on the road. Can you break down how we should, or what we should look for in the matchup to know, that the crown is like on their game and, you know, does this start with lineups? Does it start with formations? Does it start with just mentality? Or are there other little things that we need to kind of focus on? Yeah, first of all, I want to see the player's level of confidence, right? And secondly, the lineup, it's important to know what type of performance we're expecting. And, you know, as a coach, you want to put all your players in positions to be successful. For me, execution is key, though. It doesn't matter the system, if you miss a pass or if you can't control the ball and lose it in build-up and the opponent hurts you in transition like St. Louis and Atlanta did. 
sometimes you know the coach can control those things that the players can control uh, i think the scheme information works but you need to find different mechanisms to keep possession and not just have the ball but to know how to create open chances and as a coach you need to adjust during games maybe have a plan b sometimes you need to give enough tools to your players mid-game right when things are not going your way i want my coach to provide me some answers when i can't solve the problem by by myself also i want to see you know more internal partnerships as i like to say like links between players gattle with enzo uh, you know our wingers with the fullbacks overlapping maybe camila and carol you know the the polish connection that we were expecting to see that's why i think swiderski needs to you know play more as a number 10 behind enzo and not isolated on the wing just because if you have it in the middle he can connect with with everyone up front you no know? and you know as 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 you said attention to details minimize your mistakes when you know building from the back i know it has like a high risk high reward this type of uh scheme but you know don't lose the ball in transition you know have better positioning defensively i want all of them fighting for second balls when you lose possession and i think uh we we can get closer to a positive result definitely i think the positioning in the defense was probably key to a lot of those goals when we lost the ball and that's because of poor passing and poor decisions And then as far as Swiderski out there on the wing, I feel like exactly what you said. I felt like he was almost stuck. It's like they were playing to his weakness. They were daring him to go to the goal line, and he was just stopping. Like he wasn't even pushing it past the 18 because he wanted to come in on his left. So that limited our play there, too, of, of using things. Well, awesome as always. Uh, thanks so much for being here on the podcast, and um, we'll look forward to your call this Saturday. Yeah, talk talk to you next week. And, well, you know, visiting Orlando won't be easy. Uh, fortunately, this time of the year is not as humid as playing in summer. You know, and, and Orlando might feel a little fatigued because they played this week in CONCACAF against Tigres. So, um, I mean, I, yeah. I hope the team shows that they have learned from their mistakes and show maturity playing on the road. You know, last year we only got 11 points on the road. That needs to change if you want to be relevant this year. Definitely. You can listen to Tonio's comments live during each match on 106.1 FM in Charlotte as well as 1000 AM in Raleigh. And follow him on Twitter at Ramos019. Until next time, this has been Crowning Moments from the Charlotte FC Podcast.